0: Bridge Toll California Customer Service Number
1: Highway Miles to the Gallon Ford Focus Thailand Cave
0: Rescue Operation
1: What is Schema F Best Wine Bars in San Carlos California
0: Best Western Hotels How
1: old is Ronaldo What
0: happened with Big Gravel
1: engagement?
0: How long gift? before a wedding should I send out save the dates How the first series Use IMAP to playoffs. check find email on other email clients Identify fonts
1: from where from
0: to find you were four How you buy a Welcome to a special. Special edition of the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about the impending antitrust hearing that the United States government and eleven attorney generals have filed against Google and Alphabet. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? All right. On with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. Jordan, lordy, lordy, what do we have here? It's a big day in the world of search. Yeah. A lot of legal
1: gobbledygook and uh, lawyer speak. Ooh, drama, 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 drama in the search world. <laughs> I don't know who's more excited. The lawyers or the podcast hosts, <laughs> the podcast hosts. <laughs> I doubt that.
0: <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> Jordan, we have something really interesting to talk about. And Don't get me wrong. Search is interesting for us, but not for everybody. And this is something that's actually like real world news. So let's start off
1: the antitrust hearing. Tell me what the F just happened. Yeah. So I mean, and by the way, I actually think just right off the bat, all of our listeners, this is actually something that's very important for everybody to read up on. If you are in the search space, and if you're an SEO, you really need to read up on this and understand what's going on. How
0: about if you're an American who cares about the economy?
1: I would agree with that as well. Yes, I think that everyone should really take note here. And this had rippling effects. You know, Antitrust rulings have really significant impacts on our society and on our business. I mean, it's happened in, I think, 98 with Microsoft. And it really did change the landscape of software and how that whole business transcended over the next decade. So yes, this stuff does matter.
0: For sure. All right. But you still didn't tell me what happened. There was yes. the attorney general, there's 11 other states that are piling up. What? Yeah. What the hell? Give me the update.
1: So the Justice Department, who is run by uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, filed a complaint against Google that basically sues them for being a monopoly and violating U.S. antitrust laws. This is a suit that is being filed not only by the Department of Justice, but it is also connected to 11 states whom they are representing, and basically the attorney generals from those 11 states.
0: Okay. So they're saying, Google, you are a monopoly. You own too much of search. And my understanding is it wasn't just that you have an incredible amount of the share of search in the United States, but also that their business practices were hindering competition. And a lot of that has to do with they own Chrome. So Google is the default search in Chrome. They own Android. So Google is the default search on 50% of the world's mobile devices. And all of a sudden, Google has a proliferation of search that is essentially impenetrable. Now, is that how you're reading what the antitrust lawsuit is about?
1: Yes. I mean, this is a really unique suit in that it is looking at obviously the monopolistic practices that would make Google's positioning in search and in search advertising harmful to the market. And you mentioned a few things here. They're really attacking what are four very specific points one of them basically the exclusivity agreements that google creates with certain manufacturers people who install android on you know devices like lg samsung
0: apparently they paid apple 8 to 12 billion dollars to be the search engine on ios devices
1: correct all apple hardware both the phones as well as the computers But essentially, they're attacking these exclusivity agreements that Google has set up and saying that those are not fair in the market. The second one is that they are using a pre-installation approach, specifically on mobile devices, that prevents consumers from being able to change to different search engines. The third one is that they specifically call out Apple and the Safari browser being the default search engine in Safari. And then finally, they talk about how Google and their browser practices create monopolistic profits for Google. And those are the four points in summary. I mean, you could read the 64-page document if you'd like. But that basically is the summary of the 64-page complaint that the Justice Department is suing Google over. Jordan, let's get one thing clear. I'm a podcast
0: host, and if I was capable of reading a 64-page document, I'd be a blogger.
1: <laughs> That's a fair point, Ben. That's a very fair point. I did read the 64-page complaint, and I will tell you that there is some outlandish, let's say, assumptions that some of these attorney generals have taken.
0: Okay. Okay. But before we get to how we feel about this,
1: let's uh, you know kind
0: of report the news a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. Tell me what was Google's response to this potentially outlandish antitrust case?
1: Yeah, I actually think that Google's response is is really well articulated. So basically, more or less, Google's general counsel, Kent Walker, put out a publication on the Google blog, so blog.google that basically outlines their perspective on these four points. It's really well put. So they've got about six or seven different animated GIFs that show how easy it is to change your search engine. They really highlight the simplicity behind the default change of a search engine. They talk about the way that they approach these exclusivity rights and the fact that they're not the only players in these exclusivity rights. And I think that the nice end cap that they used on this was that they highlighted that Google is not the only search engine in the game. And they even really call out Amazon and state that 60% of searches that are commerce-driven or e-commerce-related start on Amazon. And so they really showcase the diversity of the search world and that the search world isn't only about Google.
0: Yeah, I think that there's an interesting debate to have on whether Google is a monopoly or whether people just want to use Google because it's a superior search engine. And even if Apple and all of the other device manufacturers forced everyone to decide what their default search engine was upon first load... My feeling is that, you know, maybe it's not the 90, what is it, 98% or 95% of the market share that Google owns. But it's probably still in the 90s. You know, 9 out of 10 people are probably saying, I'd prefer Google's search engine over DuckDuckGo, Bing,
1: Yahoo, or I don't even know what the other competitors would be. You you kind of summed them up there. But you're right. With the one perspective that I think is a little bit misleading is the perspective of Google owns 90% of the market. And I know we can sit here, we can debate this until we're blue in the face. But the reality is that if you look at all of search and you look at the entire ecosystem of the internet, which by the way, Bill Barr highlighted in both his summary of the complaint that they are suing Google over monopolistic practices in the internet. And that's the interesting thing because if you take the internet as a whole and all web activity as a whole, that's very different than just saying, hey, let's just look at text-based search that is basically directory driven. There's only so many pure text-based search engines out there. And there are so many others that are category-specific or you know, intent-specific or experience-specific like YouTube. And so the reality here is that it's not all about just Google if you're looking at the internet.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. Yeah, there's also another component that it is not just necessarily typing into a search box anymore. Right. That half of the searches that I do personally are the commands that I give are through a, a voice assistant, whether it's my headphones, which makes <laughs> Apple a search engine as well. And I know that Apple is potentially creating their own search engine to yep. start to drive people to websites. And so there is potentially more competition now than in the last few years with search between Amazon and Apple.
1: I'm going to get into a little bit about how I feel about this. Well, before you get into that, Ben, I want to say that in Google's defense, they bring that very specific topic up. And I think that that was a really smart move by Google and particularly by Kent to highlight how search is changing. And they actually discuss you know, how easy it is to change your voice assistant and how the voice assistant on an Apple device is by default Siri. So those are important things to highlight.
0: Now, there's some other similar cases that have been discussed. And I know that the government is looking into antitrust practices for some other major tech companies, Facebook being one of them, Amazon being another. So, Jordan, without expressly stating my opinion on how I feel about this, isn't this a case where the government is saying, hey, look, the big technology companies have too much power? Google owns too much of search. Amazon owns too much of e-commerce. Facebook is buying all of their competitors. And in reality, all of those companies are competing with each other in e-commerce for advertising dollars and also for the attention, mind share, and awareness of the consumer. Google has competition. Apple has competition. Facebook has competition. Amazon has competition amongst each other. And they all own these individual verticals. And it sounds like to me, and disagree or agree with me here, that the government is just saying the big technology companies have too much power, own too much consumer data, and they're able to influence things that the government just doesn't want them to be able to
1: influence. Am I thinking about this the right way? You know, interestingly enough, I really wish that this complaint focused more on that perspective, which is the consumer... Protection perspective of these companies are acquiring way too much information about my constituents, about my region, my state. And in reality, the majority of this complaint is very, very focused on the competitive practices that Google uses. And that to me is the miss, in my opinion, not only of our state attorney generals who filed this complaint, but also, I think, in many cases, the big miss by the elected officials who represent us in Congress, because the area of focus in my belief is to be on the consumer protection and what can we do that really helps consumers in their individual data, in their individual expression and in their desire to express themselves through you know, the internet, through searches. And instead, what they're really focused on is, hey, is Google paying Apple too much money to control more market share?
0: Right. And to me, this just reeks of a set of government officials who are not technologists, don't necessarily understand the landscape and the competitive nature of these large companies. And so they're looking at the power that they potentially have and can wield, and also how they can influence politics and just trying to take them apart so there is less power within the technology industry to influence what drives popular culture what influences our elections, how people think, their ability to distribute information. I feel somewhat strongly that breaking up the major technology companies doesn't actually provide additional protections to the marketplace and it doesn't provide extra protections to consumers, but it does provide protections to our elected officials. And I think that that's a big part of where this is coming from.
1: No doubt. There's definitely a little bit of ego being played out here by trying to attack Facebook, Apple and Google. But I would say, and I want to remind our listeners that this is a really important point. Just a little bit over a decade ago, there used to be a really popular search engine out there. Ben, you and I know this one very well. We actually would spend time focused on this search engine. And in many cases, this search engine had over 30% market share in the US market. And still in some countries, they actually are the dominated search engine. Can you let me guess what it is? Yeah, Ben, go for it. Pornhub. <laughs> well, that, that is a pretty big search engine <laughs> for a very specific topic. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry, yeah. mom. <laughs> Another very specific category search engine there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but no, it's Yahoo. And you know the crazy thing about Yahoo is it didn't take even a decade for them to become non-existent. And so the reality that Google has some sort of crazy foothold on the market is a little bit naive because it really doesn't comprehend how the internet works.
0: Yeah. Look, we're two technologists sitting here and we live in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's probably pretty clear that we are pro-technology and we all know people that work at Google and we all know people that work at Facebook and Yahoo and the big companies. We are probably biased. But I do believe that this antitrust is missing the boat in terms of providing consumer protections and it's more a political ploy. So Jordan, as we wrap up this episode, tell me what happens next here. Sure. The suit has been filed. Do we, do we go to court? You know, is it Tom Cruise versus Jack Nicholson and we want the truth or <laughs> where do we go from here?
1: Yeah, so some interesting things are unfolding. Basically, there's a hearing that will take place on Friday, October 30th.
0: Two days after we're recording this episode, perfect
1: timing. Yeah, and this hearing will have happened in the past by the time you're listening to this. But the interesting thing about that is the judge who will be presiding over this actually spent a lot of time in San Francisco, oddly enough, working at a firm in San Francisco. But we won't go there and we won't say that he's biased by any stretch of the imagination. That would be bad for everybody. But we will be listening in on this hearing and collecting kind of the opening statements from both Google and our Attorney General, Bill Barr.
0: All right. So Jordan, let's do this. Let's get back together and let's talk about what we learned from the hearing. We'll move our editorial schedule around. We're going to publish this episode a little after the hearing, but that means that tomorrow you and I are going to be back on this podcast talking about what happened in the first hearing of Google's antitrust case. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is J-T-K-O-E-N-E, or you can visit his personal website, which is jordancooney.com. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, in addition to the second part of my conversation with Jordan Cooney about Google's antitrust hearing, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning.